The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Alright, here we go. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk Show, Sometime Rich Show. I think that's how we're going to call it. What you think about that, Coach? It's going to be alright. We're going to change that, though. I don't like all the... All the it's, too, it's too wordy. Hey, boy. Hold on. Breathe now. Hey, Kwame Lassie. What's the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk and Sometimes Rich Show? Alright, well, this is Kwame Lassie Sports. We live here in Arizona. Coach B is on the other coast. Uh... He, he felt the need to go back that way and catch a cold and have allergies and stuff like that. This Are is here. I'm here in Phoenix, baby, and it's got a lovely day. This is December the what, 15th? December 15th, yeah. And I'm in 70-degree weather. Oh, do you understand that? I'm in 70-degree weather. December, Christmas Phoenix, week. Arizona. Christmas is next week. Christmas is next week. It's Christmas in uh two weeks, a week and a half. Well, you have Christmas early. 15th. <laughs> You have Christmas early. Some people do. Some people have them on twenty third. They, you know, they out of towners. But, but what's good with you, man? Before I start uh, clowning you all day long, you don't want to go there today. You know, okay, but okay. Well, let me tell you where I want to go. I want to go to Kansas University. Of Kansas got a new coach, Turner Gill. I want to talk about. I'm going to use three segments to talk about some Tiger Woods, and not just much Tiger Woods, but the issue itself. But uh, if you don't want to listen, hey, click off. Uh, Eat it, kick rocks. Hey, and also. I want to talk about uh, this baseball stuff. If, you, if I can get my uh, my baseball analyst to call in, uh, Junior Spivey. and need uh, to get in there and stop calling in. That's what he needs to he do. He lives right around the corner from me. He needs to get into the studio. I'm trying to get this guy his own show. Ray had already gave him the go-ahead. So he get his own show. He can talk baseball. He can get his show after hours or before hours. That way we can help him out with his show till he get comfortable. But Spivey, you got to get in here. Spivey, if you listen. Uh, yeah, play around, Junior. Uh, so also, what, we got the number one um, uh, prospect out of Washington staying in college. Briefly talk about that. And uh, you go to college to make money. I don't know, maybe he come from money. I don't, who knows? Maybe his, I don't know. We'll talk about, we're getting more to that. You know what? Just because maybe he, he wants to get his education. He likes being in Washington. You know, Moore is there. You know, the head coach there. So it wouldn't be a bad, not a bad situation for him. Get his education. It doesn't, just because you're good doesn't mean you need to come out your junior year. That's true, but but we'll talk about this since uh, because we can argue about that. That can be a whole show just on that one guy because well, I agree with you. It's just you and I. Well, let's get into it right now. I agree with that. Coming into that, uh, you go to school to make money. Here's the, here's the deal. Here's how I'm gonna bring it to light. Let me let me paint this picture for you. I got I got four boys. They go to school. I'm telling them go to school, get your education, get your degree. There's a difference between the two. A lot of athletes go get a degree. They don't get an education because they don't learn anything. Uh, I watched a TV show. One guy said, oh, I just play basketball. Then he said he's a history major. Then he couldn't define a lot of things he was talking about. Anyway, I got four boys. If I tell them 
you're going to school to make money, and they got an opportunity to come out there junior year, I'm telling you, telling them, come on out your junior year. Now it's my responsibility, as it's always been, to get them out of elementary school, to get them into middle school, to get them into high school, get them into college. Now, to get them ready for the world to make some money, my responsibility is to make sure they go back to school on their off season and not just become an athlete, but also a student athlete. Now, a lot of people may differ in that. If you want to uh, debate about that, talk about that, got a question, comment about what I'm saying or what Coach may, say, may be saying, 888-346-9144, call in. But I'm saying if my, child, my kids have a chance to come out their junior year to make millions of dollars in this world, if you want to call it, on this planet, then I'm well, coming. They coming out. I don't, you know, uh, Mel Kiper had them coming out the number one draft pick overall. But didn't, yeah, and they're not, not necessarily they're going to be the number one, but that's projection. Uh, also, huh? Uh, Mache also said that. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I don't think I don't think that you know. I think that by him staying in school his senior year, number one is in a Pac-10. Number two, Jim Moore is his head coach. Right, uh, he's in a good situation. Yeah, so he has an opportunity to make sure it probably win the Pac-10 if it's possible. Um, just with him alone being there, because um, he's a hell of a quarterback. I think that him staying in the situation next year, uh-huh. he'll come out, he'll still be the number one overall pick. If he doesn't suffer a Sam Bradford type injury. Right, but look at Sam Bradford. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying, Coach. Look, Sam Bradford is a great example. So you bring him up, he got a chance to come out his uh, junior year and be the guy, be the number one pick coming out. And getting that, um, who was it, Mark Sanchez, who was it, the uh, the guy in the D- Detroit? Oh, Stafford, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford out of Georgia, getting that type of those type of numbers. But then he gets hurt, hurt his shoulder a number of times, and now you got to wonder if I'm a scout, is this guy – now, granted, he's a young guy, so they healed up quickly. But he's a quarterback, and he's, he has to throw that ball for me, for my team, depending on what uh, – what uh what I'm gonna use them for as far as formation uh plays passing I'm gonna be more happy pass happy offense, but he's gonna have to throw that ball for me thirty plus times. Well, that's understandable, but the kid, you know, the scouts are saying he's a bigger Steve Young. Um, I think that him staying another year in, in Washington will will put him in a better situation next year to maybe come out in the 11, the eleven draft. Uh huh. Eleven draft. And still be the number one pick, number one, and he might have a better situation going into. He might have a better situation to go into in the eleven draft. I mean, maybe so. Nah, it's it's all a it's all a crapshoot. It's all a um, you know ch- chance you take. But there's kids who come out juniors, sophomores, and juniors who shouldn't come out at all. But no one says anything to them about it. And because the kid uh, wants to stay, which kid is that? Huh? Which kid? I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said exactly. It's, it's because Locker wants to stay in his senior year. It's That's a big fine. deal about it, kind of like how it was last year when Sam Bradford wanted to stay in. Right. But then they complain when a kid wants to leave early. It doesn't make sense to me. See, I, I don't um, – another guy that left early uh, was your boy uh, Tim Duncan. Uh, no, he didn't leave early. Tim stayed his four years in college. And Peyton Manning, I think, did the same thing. Duncan's a basketball player. I, Tim's a basketball player. Come on, Tim Tebow. Oh no, no! I'm talking about Tim Duncan. A guy we were talking about guys who's coming out and staying out, and you made a good point. Guys yeah. who want to stay in, you don't make a good, you don't make a big deal about it. But guys who want to come out, it's news. Me, it's not news at all. It's just uh, if your guy has a chance to make millions of dollars, and they're giving away that millions of dollars to these guys just to come out and play a game, I think you should go out there and take it. A lot of guys, a lot of guys are only 
like a lot of guys are only probably about seven hours away anyway. They could take that online. They can work out a deal with the school. Take that online. That's true. But, but they but they also have um, a lot of goals. Guys who stay in, they do have goals. They want to win the Heisman. They want to win the Thorpe Award. They want to win the uh, Doak Award. They want to win the uh, what's that best quarterback or whatever award. They want to win the O'Brien Award and stuff like yeah. that. They have goals, so that's the reason why they stay in. And um, I, I, I'm not saying they right or wrong in that, but you know yeah. it is what it is. But if you got a chance to make millions, and they're giving it to you. You don't have to even be good. It's just a projection what they think you are. Yeah, he's on. He's in the Pac-10 at Washington. You know, he's. I look at it like it, it's not. It ain't like the coming out and staying in the Big Twelve. Like you know. Tim Bradford stayed in the Big 12, got hurt third game of the season, lost that game, and they had a crappy came back, and they lost. He lost, went out again. Uh huh. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but now he's you know at that point in time he declared for the draft, but he was only a sophomore last year when he won the Heisman. Right. And he's a junior coming out. You know, I personally, you know, don't think he should come out now anyway. I think he should stay another year, prove himself again, um, because he didn't have a good season this year because he got injured twice. And then come out in the 11 draft. He'll still be one of the top two, three quarterbacks picked. I think he need to come on out of there. Uh, that's that's my opinion. Because he get, the, coming off shoulder surgery, he's going to get. Look at Adrian get, Peterson though. Adrian Peterson was coming off uh, shoulder surgeries and shoulder injuries. AP AP's a running back. This is a quarterback he's throwing shoulder. Come this on, is talk. a running back. He used his shoulder to hit. You watch this guy play like I do. I understand that, but this again, he doesn't use his shoulder to throw the ball 50, 60 yards down the field. I'm giving Adrian Peterson the ball. 30 times a game, 25 to 30 times a game. I'm giving this guy the ball that many times to bang his shoulders. He's going to get hit that many times. I'm not just I'm, – okay, that's fine. I'm if not I don't hit him, if I don't hit him or he doesn't get hit, he has to hit that, that turf or something. Maybe may if I t- – coach, if I tackle him by the legs, get him around the waist or something like that, coming off that many injuries on his shoulders, which I thought was no big deal coming out of Oklahoma. They just use a lot of things so you don't have to pace certain players. Adrian Peterson, up up until now, well, all the way till this point right now, he's still holding his own. You see no signs of his uh, shoulder being bothered. But if he hit the turf. Right, I understand that. But I'm saying a shoulder on a running back is a little bit less vital than a shoulder on a quarterback. Just not, I'm not saying that it's not um, – they, they both use the shoulders, yes. Running back needs his shoulders to go up and down the field north and south. I'm just saying a quarterback needs his throwing shoulder mm-hmm. – a little bit more than a running back needs a complete healthy shoulder. He can put pads on it and still carry the ball and get him down the field. Right. Okay, well, uh, we somewhat... We agree to disagree on that, okay? I ain't agreeing to disagree. I'm just saying we disagree on this, but that's that's fine. We can do that. But uh, we both got our points across. I ain't going to agree to disagree. I'm going to point and keep it up. Look, look, son. All right, well, let's go to this. What you think about if, if Spivey called me and we can get some baseball information? Now, we can talk baseball. Oh, I, hey, I've been on the line. <laughs> I've been living in. Spivey, you on earn. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> been but hey, hey, I just want to add to what you guys were talking about, about the shoulder injuries and things like that. I mean, Bradford, here's a kid that's, he's a kid that's 20, 21 years old, opposed to Brett Favre having the, the same shoulder injury, being 40-plus. I just think, you know, and – uh, Adrian Peterson being a running back, the pounding that he's going to receive from getting hit in that shoulder and hitting the turf, like you were saying, Kwame, I think I think that's more taxing on the running back than it is quarterback. Right, because they protect the quarterback. Brett Favre has proven that. 
Right. They, you know, for a guy to come off of that injury and to do what he's doing now, man, that's, that's pretty pretty remarkable. And I, I guarantee you that was kind of motivational inspiration for uh, Bradford to see Brett Favre do it at his age. And here Bradford is a kid. He's still a kid. And Bradford, and, and Bradford is younger, so that's why I, I mentioned earlier that when we were talking, Rich and I were talking about that, that he's going to have time. His body's going to heal a lot better because he's a younger guy. And then when he gets into the league, He's going to uh, be protected. They protect the quarterback so much in this league. You can't even – you get close to him, the flag – the referee already has his flag in his hand. If you touch him, he's going to throw it. <laughs> and it's just like that, man. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. We're just going to get into some uh, – I got a couple topics. Look, I got the music. Okay, Rich, Rich, you got to let me know about this music, man. I, I can't even hear the music on my end. And I'm in the studio. <laughs> All right, man. Look, okay, we'll come back. We'll take a break. We got Junior Spivey on the line. As always, we got Rich Britt. Be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
right, welcome back to the Carmelized Sports and Sometimes Rich Show. Um, we left off talking about. First of all, let me let me uh, introduce my guest. Introduce our guest. We like hold. Okay, we got Junior Spivey, who say he's been holding on to the line. Marte Jenkins been holding on to the line. We went a whole segment with these people holding on to the line. Uh, Kenya Simone from WGCI. I apologize. You blame it all on Rich because uh, he can hear it better than I can. Uh-oh. I you apologize. We did have something you want to talk about, and Junior get and we were ta- we say we we say we was going to talk about baseball, and Junior got in on that last segment because I didn't even know you guys were on. I didn't I didn't get a. Hey, listen, guys. I'm going to tell y'all a secret. I'm in D.C. I don't have the computer in front of me stating who's on, who's not on. So don't blame it on me, Kwame. Shut up. <laughs> well, then I blame it on who I want to blame it on. How that sound? <laughs> hey, <laughs> look. Okay, I, look. <laughs> Coach, I apologize to you. Kenya Simone is connected. Kenya Simone. Marte is connected. Kenya Simone is connected. Junior is connected. It's on the computer now. I hate a lot of things up. Tiger Woods. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, so, y'all wanna, do y'all want to uh, add on to what we just got finished talking about? Yeah. Guy coming out I early? Just wanted, I wanted to add one little piece. Um, these guys that come out early, do you think they may be physically ready? They're in tip-top shape. They're doing their thing in college. But are they mentally ready? That's always been my concern. Or will they get there, they have $4 million, and then they're making it rain in the club? I mean, I just want to know if you think that they're mentally ready to come out. You it's may be talking just, about Vince Young. And I answered that, then Rich, then Junior Marte. Uh, I add a little bit to that. I think uh, you have to be a certain position to come out because football in itself is the only sport that they allow you, where they tell you you got to come out your junior senior year because it's a physical game. The only mm-hmm. sport you probably can get away with it is a skilled position sport, and that being a uh, running back, receiver, defensive back. A lot of that stuff is physically, and you see a lot of guys going in being forced into that banging position and can't do it because they're playing with grown men who's been in there for three-plus years who understand the right. system now. Uh, mentally, it depends on where you get these. Uh, who's coaching the guy? I think who's coaching the guy in his college collegiate uh, level. Um, who's uh, where? What program he's out of? What program you drafted him for to fit your pro style of offense or defense? And um, you don't ask this guy to do a whole lot right away. In the case of Mark Sanchez, who with the New York Jets, I thought he fell into the perfect situation because he went into aggressive defense, a blitzing defense, sort of like the Baltimore Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. The quarterback, the offense didn't do anything. That defense won that Super Bowl for him. And I thought Sanchez going to the Jets was – he didn't have have to have so much mental because uh, Brian Schottenheimer, the coordinator over there, offensive coordinator, was not going to allow him to lose the game, just put guys in position. Because you have Thomas Jones over there, a running back, a pro bowl running back who get you those yards, hand him the ball once he gets warm, and he's one of the best running backs in the league. But if you don't ask this guy to do a whole lot, you draft him for that situation only. Because me, skills guys – like I said, receivers, defensive backs, running backs. Well, I, I, I think that um, now with Rafter coming out this year, okay, and we're talking about Locker. I know I don't think Locker – I like the fact that Locker stayed in, but these guys who want to come out early, if they come out early and get put in a situation, say like a, um, Aaron Rodgers was put in, sitting behind Brett Favre for three years, learning from probably the, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. In Brett Favre, look at what Brett Favre was doing in '93. Look at what Brett Favre is doing in '09. Nothing. Um, he's throwing less interceptions this year than through in '93, but still, nothing pretty much changes. Now, look at Aaron Rodgers. What Aaron Rodgers was able to do last year when he came, when he got the, when they um, handed him the ball in Green Bay, he had a pretty good um, year stat-wise. They didn't win a whole lot of games, 
when he had some stats. So I look at that right there. As you come out early, you got to be put in a situation to be successful, and that's behind a quality starting quarterback. Kind of like, and take Philly in, in for instance. They got the kid from Houston, um, Kevin Cobb. He's backing up Donovan. If they feel they need to trade Donovan or Donovan retires or whatever, they have a quality backup to come in. And the kid, when he came in and and took and ran the game for for Donovan, I think you know he has a 500 record, a little bit over you know three and three and one or. Two and two, or something like that. But the whole point of it is, is you got to be in a situation where you can be successful. And with Locker, with Bradford coming out, who's going to draft him this year? He's not going to be drafted. They say at the sixth pick with the Washington Redskins. Possibly. That's I mean, not a bad. That's not a bad place to go. Washington doesn't, doesn't just need a quarterback; they need a whole team. I think Campbell is getting better at the quarterback <laughs> position. Clint Portis is giving up. Clint Portis would rather be at a club partying here in D.C. than to be. Me trying to find another my, another die head specialist to go to. Well, that's what that's what uh, Kenya Simone was talking about. Uh, do they just yeah, want to get that money and throw it up and make it rain? Spive, you got anything on this, Junior? Yeah, but I mean, it, it, I, I just I firmly believe that hey, when you're hot, you got opportunity to go make some money. Go make the money. You can always go back to school. I agree. You may never have the opportunity. You may never have the opportunity to do this again. Not everybody can just say, "Hey, I'm a professional athlete." So you, you, you're basically blessed with that opportunity. Hey, make the most of it. You know, to go ahead and, and, and come out, especially when you're on top, when you're hot. Bradford made a mistake by not coming out. You know, I agree, when he because after the year he had last year. If he came out, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. Right. And, but and, honestly, uh, do the, you know, they should have came out. Go back and, to and, and a lot of guys, and you can always go back to school, but you may not have an opportunity. Man, you can work your whole life and never make $5 million or make a million dollars. You know, it's gonna take you, it can take you a long time. If you get out... You, you know, after you come out of uh, college, you get a good, decent job, you're making 60 grand a year. How many years is it going to take you to make the kind of money that you can make at 21 years old and 22 years old? So I didn't, a lot of it has a lot to do with structure, your family structure, your foundation, where you come from as far as making it rain and doing all the things. I agree with that 100%. Make as a young 20 and 21, 22 years old. But you're going to mature. Eventually, you're going to mature. You're going to make a lot of mistakes at that age because you're a kid. You know, but right. it has a lot to do with your family structure, your upbringing, and the kind of background you come from. Marte. Yeah, I, I totally agree on that. I mean, I feel that if you have that opportunity, you know, that you, like, like you were saying in, in the last segment, Kwame, you know, you, you, you go your whole life, and they, they say go to school, get education, to go get a good job. Right. You have that opportunity to get one of the best jobs that you can ever get. You know, like you said, it's going to make more money than you're ever going to make. You know, and so take that opportunity. You can always go back to school. They pay for your education now. You know, you, you're still getting education free, even though you you know you got all this money. You can still go back and get your education. You and, know what? I agree you know, with that 100. I just got something in the mail from the NFL PA or NFL, I think it was NFL <clears> alumni. <throat> you, what Marte just said, they still willing to pay for your graduate school or your bachelor. Uh, go back to get your bachelor or your or your doctorate degree. They still willing to do this. So. Uh, in the case of Bradford, come on out. You should have came out your sophomore year. You're not going to be asked to play your sophomore year. We just want to have you as a – it's almost like baseball when they have the double-A, single-A, triple-A. If I drafted a guy, I want you because I don't want anybody else to get you next year. I don't know what my situation will be next year where I, I may not be possibly able to get you. I'm going to get you now and put you in my farm team. And as a sophomore, you coming out, or a junior – he was a red-shirt sophomore because a sophomore can't come out. He was a red-shirt sophomore, which means he's been three years in a program. You can come on out of school right now, and I'll put you in my farm team and let you groom behind one of 
my veteran quarterback. So uh, get you around the game so you get that veteran leadership and know what's uh, asked of you. And that's well, the thing about it. The thing about it mentally, I mean, you figure you're in school between 18 and 22, sometimes 23. So regardless if you come out your junior year or your senior year, mentally you're going to be pretty much on the same level coming out. You know, so if you going to make it rain at at 20, 20, you know, 21, 22 coming out, you're going to do the same thing at 22, 23 coming out. So it really doesn't matter. Right. Take your opportunity and take advantage of it. And, you know, and hopefully you, you, you make your money work for you and go back and get your education as well. Now you're killing two birds with one stone. Make it rain. I, I, I go back to what Junior said. Junior said something. It depends on how you was raised, how you was brought up, uh, whether you can make it rain. Because First of I, could, all, I could never you see myself rain? making it rain. I mean, Indeed, just, I'm with you on that one, Jack. Just because my grandmother, I can never see myself doing it. I mean, I can go out and trick off some drinks and stuff like that, but making it rain, I don't know about all that. What's the purpose of making it rain? Say it again. <laughs> What's the purpose of making it rain? Because everybody get to see you. It's not like you don't see you. Know? It's stupid. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, pretty much. You trick off some drinks and some right. dinner. Okay, fine. That's. I mean, that's good. You. That's not gonna kill you. That's not gonna kill you. But if you throwing up and. Pac-Man, let's call him Adam Jones. Pac-Man is who he thought he was. Adam Jones, he thought he was above the league. He was making it rain every chance he got. This guy was a first runner out of West Virginia. He was a good athlete, but thought he became more than what the NFL was. And this is when he got in trouble. Vince Jones did the same thing, but look at the year he had last year, and now he's back. Can I speak on something? You can speak on it. All right, this is my outlook on this. All right, everybody thinks that Little Wayne, Birdman, Juvie, um, Trick Daddy, Jay, you ain't making it rain. Play football. Shut up. You ain't doing what they're doing. You ain't in that life. You ain't in that. You may have grew up in it. You may have put your finger on the corner, around the corner from the crib when mama was at work, working two, three jobs or whatever. But understand, play football, keep your money where it goes because all of y'all know, professional athletes, everyone knows, the money doesn't stay around as long as everybody thinks it does. Coach, but a lot of times – Nobody in our families, I'm talking about the black community, never told us how to handle money. You get money like exactly. that. I don't know there how to handle it. I can't there handle you go right there. I can't handle ten million dollars if I never had ten million dollars. Look at Mike Tyson. This guy's broke, man. He can still what, use what, his name. Going to a strip club and throwing it up in the rain and trying to make it rain on Nobody somebody. Nobody ever told me the right money. way to do it. I'm playing those <laughs> advocates with you I now. I'm not agreeing with that. Talking about that structure, you know, think, we don't I have that. No one has taught us finances, so. You're dealing with these guys that have never been taught finances, man. If you can't manage ten dollars, how you expect to manage ten million dollars? I, I got kids. You get, you get. I give my boys five dollars. They go blow it on candy. Now they don't have any money. Yeah. I, I got to teach them how to spend this five dollars. This five dollars is not right going You're not gonna just say, "Can I have five dollars?" and you get it. Not, not where I'm from. You want to work for that, and then you gotta. Then somebody gotta teach you how to spend your money. I don't like, like Junior was saying, it's ten dollars. It's ten dollars. You can make that ten dollars grow. Go buy you some candy, yeah. but go take that candy and sell it in school. That's what I used to do. But a lot of yeah. the, a lot of the about the league is perception. You know, everybody absolutely. Is, you know, everybody from the outside world think that because you play professional sports, you automatically rich. So when people get into the professional sports, it's like a status thing. They think this is how it's supposed to be. You know, I tell people all the time: you get paid from week one to week seventeen. If you don't go to playoffs, that's it. That's you it. Got eight months where you got to manage your money. People don't understand that. You and that was like, and Tay, you Tay hit the nail on the head. That was my first year. I wasn't drafted. I can't believe it. I know a lot of you can't believe it, but I wasn't drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, God. 
Believe it. Oh, no, seriously, man. But Monte, you, you for real, you dead on, man. You got to manage your money for the rest of the season, unless you start. You no, know, we have to go out there and do tournaments and stuff like that to make some money, like the old timers did in the sixties. When the season was over, it was over. No checks coming in. This Kwame Lots of Sports Talk Show, Sometimes Rich. We'll be back in two minutes. We won't get into this Tiger Woods. Man, we, we need more hours in the show. We got to get it going. Uh, on the road. <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes. now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a business ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, let's get the music so we get into it. Welcome back to the Kwame Sometimes Rich Show. Uh, we got uh, Junior Spave, Marte Jenkins, Kenya Simone, as always, Coach B, on the coast. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about man. We, again, when we left off, we were talking some more. Um, we were talking about a lot of other stuff. You want to bring come back into the segment, talk baseball. If you want to do that, go ahead. But I want to talk about these porn stars and uh, Tiger Woods and. Uh, let's talk about let's talk Tiger Woods and the porn what, stars. What, what? I'm sorry. No, let's Tiger Woods and the porn stars. So we get that off our chest. I ain't on my chest. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everybody wanted to be. I, I said this last week. What? Something like this. 
As a role model, man. Okay, you want me to be a role model. What kind of role model do you want to be? I had this conversation with Ray after we got off the air last week, Coach. What kind of uh, role model do you want me to be? You you like me from what I did in sports. You didn't know me as a family man. You don't even care about me as a family man. What If you care about me, uh, whatever letters I get, whatever mail I get, it's fan mail. It's something you want me to sign and send back to you. You don't, ask, you don't care about my family or, or what I'm doing with my family or where we're going on vacation and stuff like that. You started liking me since I was a kid, being able to do what I was, do best and became a professional at it. So what kind of discretion does Tiger Woods have? Can he be discreet in his life? Being a public figure, he is known all over the world with his wife, his his wife, his kids, uh, et cetera. What he, can he go to dinner? Well, we, we won't even get into the dinner because nobody can go to dinner without somebody coming up to you. But what kind of role model is, is he now to kids? You said something key there. Is this, you know, you look at your – He got a, 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 what? a porn star and a pancake house waitress. He went from listen, listen to this though. Listen, it's it's like this. No one wants everybody looks at Tiger Woods for the golfer he is, the golfer he is, the golfer he is. I personally I don't condone what happened. Again, none of us probably will. Hmm. Again, it's like all right, if he apologized to his family, the people inside his home, because he's a family man, who cares about what other people are saying? He doesn't need to apologize to me. He don't need to apologize. He don't owe me an apology at all. But that's just like, Coach, that's just like, um, okay, I, like I said, you know I got four boys. I, I I want my sons to be better than me. So when one of them let you down, you hurt the most. And that's the world. Tiger Woods was the world's son. And he, he's, the why, he's the reason why this money is generated in PGA right now. Without Tiger Woods, they, they don't, they're not playing for a big purse. He's the reason why. And, and, and speaking of the purse, they're going to have to go back. To, I'm, I'm sure, pretty sure the PGA have to go back and negotiate all this money, this $8 million that they get to play for if Tiger Woods not in there. But you, yeah. I, you say he doesn't owe anybody apology, apology and nope. you're right, only to his family. But yeah. shouldn't he have come out already publicly and, and said some things and got it out I the way? I think he should have come he out. Came out and he came out and said what he First of all, he did it in the blog. He did it in the blog first. You, what you do is you, you get back up and you regroup. That's a lesson in itself. Tiger Woods smart. He doesn't have to be a role model. He doesn't have to take that on if he doesn't. I mean, I mean we put people on pedestals in entertainment, in the athletic arena. True. And when they fall off or when we knock them off, we're expecting them to give us something back. They didn't ask to be there in the first place. That's right. how I feel. True, true, true. But I think that he has an obligation to say, hey, everyone messes up. You can go to Mike. And what you do is you, you, you know, tie your shoes back up, you get out there and try to be the best person that you can be. I messed up, and I'm, I'm going to try to do better. That would be a that. good message to send out to the people that are following him or the young people that are looking up to him. It should start in the home, yes. Your role model should be your parents. But, I mean, come on, drugs has taken over. We got grandmothers raising kids that are old and tired and they don't feel like it, but they have to do something. So people look to TV, entertainers, sports. You know, that's just that's just how it is. Martin. I think when you're in that, you just say you can admit when you're wrong and messed up instead of ignoring it and walking away and saying I'm not answering any questions. Martin, I, mean, I, I agree. You know, once once you you mess up, be a man, step up, say you know I messed up. <clears throat> you know, 
Sometimes it's not messing up. You know, ain't nobody talked about Kobe. You know, Kobe was supposed to be the squeaky clean guy. He messed up. You know, you don't really hear too much about it. Kobe back there balling, doing his thing. Ain't nobody saying nothing. I think Kobe. I think Kobe was always who he was, who he is. But he was trying to have that image for the NBA because they kept labeling him like Tay said, the squeaky clean guy. Now when he got caught, he came back with some mad tattoos. He came back right. He came back to like he came back like to who he was. Who he was anyway. He didn't want that image like uh, Kenny Simone said. We didn't. I don't think a lot of the. People actually put him that high on a pedestal. I just want to play football. I just want to play golf. I want to play baseball, basketball. I just want to do this. What you do with it is on you, but don't ask me to cater into that. But and I think you say the best. All these critics, the thing about all these critics is it's like <clears throat> you can do something wrong, and all these critics is writing about it. They want to get a good story and all this stuff, and it's make, it makes it's like all the critics, they probably got more skeletons in their closet than the person they're writing about. Oh, they do. You know, right. it, it, exactly. It, it, it exactly. Just, it doesn't make sense. And that's what that the all-time you got to do. Everybody do. You know, it, like people can't make mistakes because you're a professional athlete, a professional, and whatever you do, you, you, you're not human anymore. And I, that's what people don't realize. It's like, man, people make mistakes. Yeah, that's true. You know? that, t- uh, think it about this. Go like a like a Freaks Anonymous or something and just you know, th- enroll in. I'm a freak and I need help. <laughs> if you say I mean, that, in man. Tiger's case, if, if y'all if y'all listen to like the stuff they've been saying, the text messages, Tiger been writing stuff like he in tenth grade. But Tiger <laughs> been he's a lame, right? That is, yeah. He's, he's like been you want to do it like, all his life. He's like you want to do it or send me a picture. Life, so you know, he's still saying doing it. The Tiger, the Tiger <laughs> right? He's still saying doing it or send me a picture. What you got on and stuff like that. But he a billionaire. He generated a billion dollars. Tiger, if you're going to do what you're going to do and you're a sex addict, no, but like Rich said, y'all don't condone this. Um, right, at all. But it, shouldn't that phone be under somebody else's name if you're going to do that? I don't what? understand how he rolled with Michael Jordan. That's his boy. And I've Michael Jordan. Seen and her. Come on, Jordan is like. Think about this. His wife. His wife. Top of his. Not that it's okay, but. I ain't, I'm not saying. Think about his wife. Uh, first of all, let me say this. Charles Barkley said it best. I'm not a role model. But let me get back to Tiger, and y'all can think about that. Spivey, I'll come to you. Think about um, uh, the, his wife. His wife was a nanny. She married Tiger for the money. She she wasn't, you could say she had. She was a model and all this stuff. She was not a model. Where, where, where were you going to see her besides the pictures she put out or some uh, TMZ put out? She's not, she wasn't generating any money. Now she went back to the board with Tiger, sat at the table, said, well, I need this, this, and that now if I'm going to stay in this relationship. Tiger wanted to stay in a relationship, allegedly, for another seven years just for the kids' sake. So I, I don't know. You guys tell me what you think on that. Five, I'll come to you. All I can say about it is he, without seeing cast the first stone, <laughs> Let me go get my Bible. This that's, all, that's all Tiger needs. <laughs> and, and see how many people line up. And then, all right, all right, okay, then, now it's over. Which one of you guys away. said? Which one of you guys that's said? That's all he got to say. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Spive, you got it. <laughs> no, that, that's it, that's it. I just want to see how many people going to line up. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? I, what? Everyone is judging this guy, and yes, was he, was he, was he insecure? I mean, not insecure, was he immature on how he handled, how he handled the situation? Yes, he was very immature, you know, the text messaging, the whole nine. But I'm not here to judge. I'm not going to judge this man, and I don't think anyone else should be judging him. Period. I mean, <laughs> he without seeing Cass the first stone, man, and just leave it at that. I, I think Tiger's a smart. Tiger is very smart. Tiger 
was quiet for a long time until everybody came out with their story. He should say this and he should say that. Then he came out, I think it was uh, publicly, instead of blogging, and said exactly what that was. Let them get all their opinions out and said, you know, he's going to take some time off. He's going to uh, indefinitely uh, dismiss himself from golf. And I, I thought Tiger did the right thing as far as let them say what all they – because if he came out right away and said things, they would have criticized his comments and not just the actions alone of what he did, but they would cr- criticize his statement, his comments, and everything he made. So I thought he was very strategic in being quiet for a while, being quiet and let them say, let them go out and say everything bad about him. And well, just let everything come out that's going to come out first, and then you, you speak on it. Right, and then you, then you come out and say maybe people don't know what they're talking about. Obviously, they don't know what they're talking about. They're they not going through it, and he could be a sex addict. It's not a problem there. i got sex addicts in my neighborhood, but they're not writing about them. And they good in sports. Yeah. And I think just the opposite. <laughs> I think if you put it out there first, it takes the power away from little Becky, the waitress at IHOP. The IHOP Trying to come out with the story. I mean, it's, it's like, at first it was the one lady. Now it's up to 14. Let me... And it's getting... Re- I'm just waiting for them to say, okay, well, this is probably, there was a man probably, also. That's the only thing that's going to me about the fact that he was before he golfed and I think he could have diffused it and taken so much power away from those women yeah. that had their stories that are waiting in line to make millions selling books and getting on TV and trying to do Oprah. <laughs> if he had said, I, I have a problem, I'm addicted to sex, I'm going to take this up with my wife, we're going to try to make this work, I'm taking some time off, what... More could be said. That's I don't what, think it was, uh, it was David, so much fuel to it. David Duchovny did the same thing. David Duchovny, Fox Mulder, did the same thing. Say he was addicted to sex. He checked into a clinic, and it was gone. The subject was gone. But exactly. But could Tiger do this? Could he put one sister in the mix? All them white, all them girls in um, <laughs> all those girls in there, man. They look alike. One of them looked like she was homeless. I'm like, so that tells you <laughs> that. He's addicted to sex. <laughs> One of those girls looked like they was homeless. Now they're capitalizing off Tiger Woods. They're going on uh, today's show, tearing up, crying, talking about how does a, a call girl in Vegas get to get a lawyer and all that stuff and say Tiger did this and that to her? He paid for that. He paid for that. That's, that's his now. Can I please say something? We got one minute till break. Go ahead, Coach. My question is this. Okay, what? These women knew who Tiger Woods was. They knew he was married. And how they, one of them, are, they, say, I'm, they think they're the only one. Come on. Get over it. No one's saying anything one? about the women. Why you want to be one of 12, like, one of 14? They knew Tiger was married. They knew he had kids. Tiger has his wife after every major he's won or kissed or anything, anything had to do with golf. His wife has been there. So how did you go? They're going to say, oh, I didn't know he was married. Whatever, please. You know what? Child, Chad Johnson said a long time ago. Child, please. It don't make sense to me. Well, you know what, man? We got to take a break. We're going to come back and finish this off. We got about nine minutes left in the segment. Uh, good conversation, good comments, man. We'll get back on this. Coach B might want to talk a little baseball, but we'll see how that goes at the end of the segment. This is Kwame Lassie, Sometimes Rich Show. We'll be back in two minutes.
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lambo racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports arms welcome back to the last segment this is sports sometimes we show this is my second voice your voice dog cut it out please stop hating boy goodness gracious you don't want to hear that voice, man. You can't no, hate like, on like, the highest I, level. Everybody know you're a hater, but you can't hate on the highest level. Come on, man. Let me get my sex. I like Tiger in. one of his text messages. Come on, quit it out. I'm trying to get some text messages <laughs> like Tiger. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, man, for real, man. Tiger, man, we we left all talking about Tiger. We had Kenya Simone on the show. She had to go. Kenya got her hands on a lot of different projects. But um, I have uh, Junior Spivey and Monte Jenkins on the show. We talking about this Tiger Woods situation. Always good to have a female's perspective about it. So, as always, Coach B. Last segment, guys. Uh, <laughs> this guy, what? I, I caught that too, Paul. What? <laughs> I got a female perspective. Coach B, as always, no, no. you put my you name after that. It might have cool. sounded like that, but I, trust me, I tell you if I meant it that way, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> now. I sure thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> see, 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 that's how you say sleepy dog. That's how you sleepy. I, I, I guess. Oh, and Coach B, oh, my bad. I didn't even see uh, Patricia caught that. I didn't even know. See, Patricia man, caught it. I mean, nobody paying attention to you. Look, man, look, for real, Tiger Woods, you want to talk about your baseball with Junior? Yeah, I'm going to make one comment about Tiger Woods. Okay, and then I'm going to make Tiger Woods. We'll, 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 we'll close up Tiger Woods and you, yeah, you hit baseball. Yeah, he said Tiger Woods is indefinite. Um, I'm thinking Tiger Woods will be back for the Masters. Huh. 
forget it. Go ahead. If he does come back for the match, when, well, when he does come back to the PGA Tour, everybody who plays golf better watch out. He gonna be a lot focused. You know, he's a focused guy. So even this gonna focus him even more if you, if you right. can if it can get to that point. Now my my last comment on it is uh I agree with Marte. We were talking off the air. Tiger Woods is an average guy doing average thing. He's just having some fun. He never got to do these things when his father was alive because he had to live up to a certain standard. His father had that much control over him, and not control in a bad way, but he always wanted to please his father. So when you have no one else to please, you could do you out of control. You do certain things now. And why he wrecked his car, and this is what you said off the air, Rich, he shouldn't have wrecked his car, but I think here's why he wrecked his car. He was having a conversation with his mom. Allegedly, he was having a conversation with his mom. And um, she said, if your dad was alive, he'd be turning over. Well, not as alive. Your dad would be turning over in his grave. And I think that hurt Tiger the most because, again, he lived up to what his dad had instilled him since he was three years old. Right. And he stormed out the house and lost control. And that's just my comment on it, man. So if you don't have anyone else to in your life to disappoint, who you can care less how you go about your business. He's an average guy doing average things, having fun. True that. I guess my question now, Junior, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, they got to close it up, Rich. Let Spivey go there and tell you, then you go to your baseball. Go ahead, Spivey. Oh, what is it? I, I stepped away. My my fault. Go ahead, uh, Marte. We, <laughs> no, we just gonna we just gonna make one last comment. One last comment on Tiger, and we gonna get to something. Hey, one last Tiger's comment on Tiger, man. Gonna bounce back. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Drew. Spivey, go ahead. Yeah, no, Tiger Tiger's gonna be fine. He's gonna bounce back, and if you know any one of these uh, other sponsors want to jump off board, hey, that's fine with Tiger. Because someone else is gonna make some money off of them other than them. So if Tag wants exactly. to let him go, shoot, somebody's gonna Rolex or somebody's gonna jump on board. I agree. That's, that's all I have. Tay. Well, the thing about people, what people really don't know is, I mean, you know, his dad was a very, very good guy, but his dad was married when he brought his mom over from Korea and left his other family to be with Tiger's mom and start a new family. A lot of people don't really. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know that. So. His dad was doing the same thing that Tiger was doing when he was over overseas. So, you know, Tiger, Tiger, dad had a family. Yeah, he got, nah. he got two brothers and a sister. I think I, he does. I, he does. And you he know knows. what I'm saying? And he actually left that family to start a new family with a Tiger's mom. So, I mean, you can look at it a whole bunch of different ways. So you can, man, because because uh, you, you try because you want to break that cycle so your kids don't go through the same things you go through. But Tiger is in part of that cycle that his dad started, and that's why you say you want yeah. your kids to be better than you. You want to keep them away from yeah. certain things, but when they find out, they're going to do like, and they when they find out and they live up a, stand, a high standard to you, they're going to say, well, my dad did it. must be okay because yeah. that's the guy who, you know, that's the guy who they lived up to for the most part. Right. Exactly. You know, again, so again, that's it's their still role just, model. That's why their role models is, should be closer to home and other than a celebrity out there. Doing his, doing his what he does best, and that's his sports uh, business. That's all you know him as, as a sports guy. Now, yeah, I don't know man. Tiger other other than golf. I don't know Tiger other than golf. Uh, I'm sure all of us we got mutual friends, but we never. I haven't been with Tiger. I haven't played golf with him. I know some of my friends have. Um, other than golf and and his stuff, though, I haven't hung out with Tiger ever. So I don't know him. I like Tiger through his uh, what he does best and hit a golf ball. Coach B, you got a – go ahead. You, you want to I'll get be, some – I've been privileged to hang out with him a few times at Action Radius. You line, go. 
But, you know, again, you know, he's just like like the rest of us. We go out, we drink, we have fun, and we chit-chat whoever chit-chats with us. See, what you call hangout? You, okay, okay, this is hanging out. You was in the same bar with him, or you was in the bar? You you was in the house ready? <laughs> we was all in the same bar, same area, VIP section. Everybody was out together, hanging out. Uh, okay, I'm just talking about action, because uh, if that's the case, I hang out with a lot of people then. That's what I'm saying. It's just, I mean... But the whole point is no, is, no, no. I'm just saying I didn't when I he was already there when I got there, so I'm not gonna say I hang out with him. Oh, well, I mean, I sat there and chit chatted. Oh, okay, had a drink with him, chit chatted. You know, what do you say? You want to come yeah. with me? I got I got a couple one a couple with me. <laughs> nah, you say nah, he, nah. Say Coach B. It's before I was Coach B, chump. Oh, <laughs> all right, man. You want to talk some baseball? Let yeah, hey, Junior. My question for you, Junior, is um, how do you feel about that? The Yankees um getting Curtis Granderson one. And um, in that trade, they seem like they got a whole lot of money. And number two, um, Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee both getting traded away. Well, getting traded, how are they going to Phillies, Lee getting the Mariners? Well, they definitely, the Yankees definitely upgraded, that's for sure. With Cranderson uh, patrolling the center field, they definitely have a legitimate, you know, center fielder uh, athlete that's playing center field for them now. So they definitely upgraded there. You know, as far as, like, you know, the numbers, you know, they could have still got away with Damian, Damon and, uh, and and Swisher, but, you know, Granderson, he, he brings a, a totally different dimension uh, to that center field, uh, to that field, center field position. He can steal bases. He can do a number of things. You know, I don't know where they want to bat him, if he's going to lead off or if Jeter's going to continue to lead off. But, you know, he, and I, I really believe he's going to hit more than 20-plus. He may hit 30 home runs in that stadium. But I think defensively they definitely improved. They definitely upgraded. So it was a good move on their part. Holiday, hey, the NL, the NL East, I bet they I some cats crying right now. Having to face Holiday, man, you know, now the, the, the Phillies are definitely a World Series contender just by adding Holiday, just that one piece. You already add him to Cole Hamels. If Cole Hamels just have a subpar year, they're still going to be fine because all you need is two horses, and they definitely have the two horses now. So, Man, holiday, man, that's that's a big pickup for the Phillies. Huge. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I thought, I, you know, I think that the Phillies right now is pretty much the team to beat. You you think so? Even though the Yankees in, just in, won in the NL, team? I think they in are. NL, I think so. Oh, I just think yeah. they are in the NL. Yeah, I mean, okay. holiday just brings. You're looking at, right. You you looking at you looking at the Yankees and and the and the Phillies again. You know what I mean? That's what you're looking at, but it. You know, only time will tell. It just depends on how many guys can remain healthy. Holiday can remain healthy. You know, the Phillies got a chance and all of their horses can remain healthy. Same with the Yankees. Even though they're going to be a year older, they're still fine, man. They're the Yankees, man. They got A-Rod over there and Jeter, you know, leading the way. They, I mean, it's it's just it's going to be fun to watch, man. It's going to be definitely be fun. But that NL East, I'm telling you right now, man, there's some teams, man, that's like, man, gosh, dog. And I know those guys over in D.C. like, man, we got to see this dude all the time. We're in trouble. So that NL East, man, the Mets, they in trouble. Trouble. I tell you, uh, uh, the World Series baseball was definitely uh, exciting uh, this year, uh, last year. The season just ended. All right, man, we on this. Uh, we out of here. I appreciate uh, Junior Spivey calling in, baseball analyst for us, uh, giving us some real insight, know the game better than we do. Mate Jenkins, and as always, Mate got some. Uh, check out his uh, website. Website again, Mate. Uh, StandoutSportsNow.com. StandoutSportsNow.com, and as always, Coach B. That's me. See you guys uh, next week. Stop. 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 Stop.
for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.